Good evening and welcome to Steve Ray's True Crime Podcast. And uh, my special guest tonight is Paula Benny. Is that the correct pronunciation, Paula, of your surname? I hate to do yes, that. Yes, because everybody says Benny. And I'm like... Well, that's... <laughs> All right, well, look, welcome to the show. Uh, I want to say happy Christmas. <laughs> I want to say happy Christmas, happy Christmas to, all the... to you too. Yeah, happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to yeah. all the subscribers as well. Uh, big thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, we are having a few internet difficulties, um, but I mean, look, we'll crack on. We'll do it. Do you want me to can. move neither to the Wi Fi box? If you can, if you can, a little you? bit. Yeah, give it a go, give it a go. At the, at this moment in time, while you're doing that, I will give a quick shout-out to the sponsors to save doing it later on. Big thank you to Spider VPN yeah, uh, no for problem. all your internet security. Uh, Google Spider VPN, they come up at the top of the Google search list. Big thank you to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913. 97245 and the Garden of Healing Dispensary CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists www.thegohd.com Thanks also to Arcot Interiors uh, for your kitchen needs uh, Google Arcot Interiors they come up at the top of the search list and thank you to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle Thanks also to Jab Signature who make our flyers jabsignature.co.uk if you want to subscribe to the channel hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right hand corner and that's it you can subscribe for free hit the thumb up to like the video click share to share to your social media and share this one because I think a lot of people will want to hear this story and drop into the comments box if you want to pose a question this is live tonight so Paula said she is quite happy to take any questions and as you all know by now I'm an open book. I'm quite happy to take questions too. It also goes out as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all podcast providers. It is free on there to listen to as well. Okay, Paula, you are settled now. I can see you. You don't see me moving around, so that's great. Um, let's ask you a little bit about yourself. Where Where are you from, Paula? What's What's your background story? Um, uh, I, I was born in Paisley, Renfrewshire. Um, and I grew up in Renfrew. Um, I moved to Fife about 16 years ago, came back because <laughs> my daughter is autistic. So I came back to Glasgow for more help. Um, I've got three kids, um, 21, 10, 21, almost 11 and 9. Um, single parent. Um, the two youngest, their dad passed away four years ago. No, sorry, so yeah. I pretty much no, I know, but you know, I thank you, but you know, it's like it's got to that point now. It's like we know, and they've got me, so they're fine. That they are good, they are good. Um, so that's pretty much it. I've worked all my life up until um two years ago, um, because my daughter's autism autism's get really bad, so I've had to give up work, which is a bit yeah, kind of dive at my age, you know, um. But, no, I enjoy it. I've got three amazing kids, and the amount of friends I've made for this side, like yourself, um, Danny, Pete, it's immense. Such lovely people, Steve, honestly. Such lovely, lovely people. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 basically about it. Um, that's I was good. In a relationship. I mean, look, it's a, it, it, I mean from, from my perspective, just nice to get a little bit of background. I mean... The autism yeah, yeah. really, I've really is... Yeah, well, I've, never, <laughs> I've never been healed. 
what I mean? Honestly, there's like, there's literally no skeletons in the closet. Nothing. Yeah. And if somebody finds something, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, and I'm thick skinned. I'm very, very thick skinned. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how do you deal with how do you deal with an autistic child? I mean, for me, it's something which doesn't get enough publicity. I think, and I think ultimately, it's something which we're seeing more of: autism, uh, ADHD. You know that there's various things now which are starting to come to light. Medical science, obviously, yeah. is is getting better. But how 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 has that been for you as a parent? Hard, very hard. Um, plus, because I'm a sole parent, and that's very different from being a single parent because you don't have the other one to go to, you know? Um, we have no family on the kids' dad's side. Um, I've got two sisters on my own side, so I've basically done, like, everything myself. Um, Siri, my daughter Siri, she will be 11 in March, and she's in a, a special school. Um, but as she gets older, she gets worse tantrums, the toilet, and it's the ability to understand. Um, you know, say, for instance, for example, I was having a carry-on with my son, and I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to thump you like a joke, a dummy fight. For my daughter, she would actually think I was going to hit her. And that's one thing I want to highlight on as well when it comes to autism. They don't lie. They don't lie. I trust That's my daughter's judgment on anybody that walks through that door. If she's not comfortable with them, they go. And, you know, again, it's like they don't lie. They're very, very honest. Very honest to the point where I've had to get more support in the house to try and encourage her to go to school because she won't, you know. And it's like, again, it's like the eating as well. Um, it's the sensory, the smell, the taste. Um, I've got to buy her like specific, specific foods that she likes. Um, she's got her routines. Um, she doesn't like to socialise. She likes to just sit in her room twenty four seven. But she's very hard, you know, because she's like my girl, and I want her to be girly and you know, just like Christmas Day, she got up and she had loads. She picked up my phone and went back into her room. And she got a new phone for Christmas, but because she's that used to my phone, I've had to swap phones with her. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear me. I mean, what, what advice would you mind. give to her? No, of course you don't. Of course you do. I mean, look, a, a parent's love is, is unconditional and, and you do anything. I know, yeah. I know that myself. From, from your perspective, what advice would you give to anybody who is watching, who is, is, is you know, child has been diagnosed with autism and, 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 you know, what can they, you know, what advice would you give as a parent to them now if they were watching? For me, um, I joined all the autism groups like on Facebook and such. Um, and... I found a woman on YouTube called Temple Grandin, and she is American, autistic. She's in her 70s now, and there's actually a film out about it. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube, um, and it's all about her growing up autistic, and I've watched all her seminars, and, um, you know, it's like you've got people in the audience asking her questions, and the one thing she always focuses on is, what is your child good at? 
what is your child really good at? Focus on that. You know, um, I took a breakdown about a year or so ago because I was doing it all myself because I was like, I'm the parent, that's my job. Yeah. And it was like the teachers and such, and they were like, you can't do it all yourself. And I was like, yes, I can. They're my children. I just had this wall up. But see, the more help I've had, it's immense. And there's so much help out there. So, so much help out there. Um, and again, it's like, it's a learning curve every day when it comes to an autistic child. And you just adapt to their needs. It's just a wee bit different, but I wouldn't change it. I, I just, I wouldn't change it for the world. I really wouldn't. Um, but yeah, it's like my nephew, he's got a child who's severely autistic because it runs in the family. Um, and he's non-verbal and takes tantrums and such like that. So I'm quite lucky to the point where I don't really have much of that. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But again, it's, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, anybody who, uh, <laughs> again, anybody again who, you know, would like to speak to you privately, I'm sure they'll be able to uh, contact you at some point if they have got, uh, you know, some, some you know, questions with regards to autism. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The reason, the reason I got you on, um, obviously, is, is you know, decades, I guess, because it, it's something which continually um, rumbles on, on, on this platform. Um, you know, my, my, Constantly. my, my situation with Decker has obviously been well publicised, and my my feelings are that you know from my perspective on this channel, unless there's a reason to bring somebody on, then I've you know I've moved on. I've I've parked that particular um, yes. chapter in in my YouTube story, and I'm moving on. But I did want to get you on because we've got a lot of mutual friends, as you've already mentioned, and I watched your honest, heartfelt story on the Honest Truth podcast, where you were obviously like I've been on that show, you popped on, shared your story and, and yeah. went off. And I thought um, it was actually quite a, a, you know, a brave thing to do. And that's not me being patronising. I just think that no, no, anyone, no. I think I think you've made it quite clear that you don't see yourself as a victim. Um, but no, I, I it was not. quite in, in, in this in this very um, male-dominated cyber war, um, for a woman to come on and say, "Well, actually, this is my story. I don't know. I don't know what people think, but this is my story. I found it refreshing." So, let's go through your story. Um, and as yes. you said, we're willing. We're willing because it's the first time you've done a live. But like with questions, where you're willing to take questions, we'll 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 open it up to the floor, and I'll I'll happily take questions as well. I've seen one or two coming in. No but let's let's go with it. Tell us tell us your story. What was your encounter on social media with Tekahig? It was a couple of years ago, and a mutual friend had shared one of Decca's mental health posts, and it came up in my newsfeed. So I had put wise words, because, again, I went through mental health myself, and I was like, I've never heard them, but I was like, wow, wise words. But that, friends request. So I accepted. And um, then it was like... But the emoji with the love hearts. So I was like, hiya. And it was like, sorry for being forward. You're lush and this and that. And I was like, all right, thanks. So we got talking. I was single. He was single. We just got talking. And then it was, um, we switched to WhatsApp. And it went from, would you like to meet up for a coffee? 
in a, a public place where you feel safe. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, okay. But he wanted me to go to Montrose. And I was like, that's fine. It changed to that to, why don't you just bring your jammies down? I will spend the weekend in bed. And I'm like, right. no. <laughs> I'm just not like that. <clears throat> so I was like, right. mm. so they, they kind of, I was starting to kind of go back off a wee bit. And then um, I got, a, that again, that's a consistency of the messages. He deletes certain things. He did that with me. And there was voicemails for him saying, how do, oh, so you like bearded, tattooed, long-haired men now? And I was like, ah, wait, wait a minute. I've got a friend on my Facebook, identical, and he does mental health. He's actually got a channel. And I liked a post he put up. He's obviously been prying and seen that. And then there was voicemails saying, how do I know you're not talking to other guys? And I do it with anybody. I go, I'm a single parent with kids. When do I get the time to do that? And then it was, oh, just me and you, babe. I just want to find somebody that uh, wants me for me. Uh, I'll be your king and you'll be my queen. And I'm like, you're getting a wee bit too forward. And then came the create a Snapchat account. And I went, I've got one. He went, no, create a separate one. And I went, okay. And I did. And it's in the messages. I couldn't, I, for the life of me, I can't remember the password. But I remember the username was Daniel00. So I sent him it and I sent him the password. I said, just to show that you can trust me, nobody else will see that. And that's when I got the two videos. One when he's standing in a living room, facing the camera, red vest on, looking to the right while he's doing what he's doing. And then the second one was him sitting in a chair, which I actually think is his dad's chair, um, doing the same thing. And I was just like, and you can see in the message clearly as well, Steve, I was like, I hope you're not expecting anything back. That's no. Um, and then it was like voice messages saying, I'm going to hurt you real bad and what I'm going to do to you and uh, I'm going to take control of you in the bedroom. And then he used to do that Irish accent, you dirty bastard. So then he'd said to me, have you seen all the online hate about me? And I went, I don't even know who you are. So I looked and my stomach just went. Phew. And they always say your gut never lies. So my son, who's now 21, he was 19 at the time, and I've got a very close relationship with him. And I went to him and I says, look at this stuff online about this guy. And he went, is that who you've been talking to, Mum? And I went, mm-hmm. And he went, no, you're not meeting him. And I went, okay. He went, that, there's something just creepy about that. And I went, right, okay. And I managed to block him before he deleted all the messages. Then, because I'd seen all the online hate about him, um, I'd noticed a thing about Humble Dryer. So I went on to Facebook, seen the page, went through all the stuff and the consistency and the pattern of the messages were identical to every single person he had met. And to me, this is my personal opinion, I was lucky to stop and walk away. Some people haven't. And then obviously... I went to, after I looked at Humble for a couple of weeks, I was like, do you know what I was pondering and going, do I contact them? Because it's a big thing. 
So eventually I messaged him and I says, listen, I've seen all your page and I've actually got messages for this guy. And I made it clear that I never met him and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a victim. And they were so nice. Gave them everything and I'd say to them, put it online if you want. And they went, no. No until we feel you're ready because we don't want it to affect your mental health and we don't want you getting backlash. So for two years, they've had my messages and it was only up until just recently I had said, put them online. Because the more stuff that's coming out is just unreal. Um, and again, that was just my personal experience with them. Um, he actually contacted me about a year or so after that on Messenger, just seeing how he was bringing everybody down and how I'd been fooled and how I'd a liar. And I never responded. And I've never had any contact from since. And then when I'd seen all the online hate about him, I'd seen, like, obviously, Danny Christie and all the videos and stuff. And I paid attention because I was like, why is this guy going out his way to do all this? There's got to be some truth. And as time went on, there was more stuff coming out. And then I got to know Danny, and I'd actually asked Humble to get in touch with him because there's been a lot of, like, not myself, but a lot of victims have got in touch with Danny and spoke to him. Um, and to be honest with you, the whole thing, that's the best thing I could have got out of this, and it's a friendship with Danny. Yeah, he's a because top, he a nice he's guy. A, he's a top lad, Danny. I mean, I've only got to know him over social media. Like a lot of people over, over the course of lockdown, um, I, I actually met him. Um, and I apologise to Danny for this because I meet so many fighters <laughs> when, I, when I'm a promoter, but I hadn't actually remembered meeting him. But I mean, you know, he'd he come along. I think one of his pals was fighting on one of my shows uh, back in the day. So, you know, looking uh -huh. forward to seeing him, looking forward to seeing him, um, you know, later in the year. Um, hopefully things go well. See, he is a genuine guy. That's the thing. He is a genuine, nice guy. And I, I, I defend him all the time. He does have to be defended, but it's just. Now we say to people, see when you know someone personal, it's different from being a fan on a social network. It's totally yeah. different, you know? Yeah, this is, the this, is, this is it. Like, yeah, 100%. You've met him. Um, I, I want to touch on um, the, you know, the, the, the other person who you mentioned on the Honest Truth podcast, and that is Geraldine. And now, obviously, we've seen a rather distressing video, um, you know, which has been on the Honest Truth video. It's, it's been available, widely available on, on YouTube. But you, you've spoken to Geraldine. Yes, I've spoken to her on many occasions. Um, we, it was before she was, like, kind of taking her social media on and off. And um, I'd sent her a friend's request, and we spoke quite regular. And that girl, that and again, from speaking to her, that girl's no lying. That girl went through so much, you know, and when I spoke to her personally, it was like we, she was able, she was happy to be able to talk to somebody. I think more comfortable being a female. Um, and we kept in touch all the time, um, but then she just disappeared off social media. Um, but... She told me all that stuff that she'd put the video up. She had said it word for word. 
see if you give honestly, see if you're a liar, you're gonna mix up. You're gonna muck up a wee bit. I genuinely one hundred percent stand by that girl. I really, really do. And I came across a page called the Deca support page, Deca Hege support page. Um, and I'd noticed somebody was wanting to ask questions about that Tim Price. I don't know him, but he put a video up, I think it was yesterday, very intimidating. I don't know if you've seen it, Steve. Very yeah, intimidating. I watched it this morning, and, and I do want to... I do want to do is go to the police. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That poor girl. Honestly, poor, poor girl. Um, she, did, she didn't want to be in the spotlight. She didn't want to be... Everybody to know who she was. She just had a voice, and she wanted to speak out and be brave. And she'd done that, and that took her a lot of strength. And then what happens? People slam her down. And she's I the one feel, hiding away. I personally feel, Paula, that although there's a lot of positive content being made about this situation, which has been yes. done for a very, very, very important reason, and that is to make the general public aware of certain things. Now, the problem is that YouTube can be monetized, and there are a lot of accounts uh, that have sprung up in recent weeks, and not those who've been concentrating on this long term, who are trying to make money out of this situation and are simply clickbaiting um, and trying to, to push out a false Can you narrative. To me? Sorry, Steve. Could you explain to me what clickbaiting is? I don't know what that is. Well, basically, basically, I've seen on more than one occasion um, over the last three weeks, people who are not, I would say, educated in this whole scenario, suddenly yes. making YouTube videos and putting a hashtag in, Dekahegi, hashtag Geraldine, hashtag, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, sexual crimes, you know, not that I'm, you know, not that I'm going to go into them, but hashtagging these particular yeah. things. And they are clickbaiting. That that basically means that the algorithm, which our friend Derek so often talks about, um oh, is, that. exactly <laughs> that is that is what he that is what he's going on about when he's gone on on countless times on these videos. The hashtag is something that people put in the video description. And that means that it gets attached to other videos which you're talking about that and it builds up and it really okay. it, it, it basically helps people pull in the narrative. Now, Tim, I hate to shatter his illusions because on his videos, um, which that one today was was disgusting, uh, I felt, and it was against it was support Decker. He spoke about yourself the whole two videos. I would think twice. I, I would perfectly I would suggest everybody goes and watches Karma Corner. If you haven't followed Karma Corner, go and subscribe to Oh, that's brilliant. He, he, he has just done a fantastic video today <laughs> where he basically takes you through Tim's, uh, Tim's video. Now, in previous videos he's done about Tim, he does bring up the subject of my friend, Charles Salvador, a person who I write to, a person who I visit when COVID isn't here, and a person who rings me on a regular basis. Uh, so I did mm -hmm. take it upon myself to ask Charles Salvador 
a.k.a. Charlie Bronson, a.k.a. Michael Peterson, um, what he felt, um, did he have any words about Tim? Was he such a good friend of his? Um, without swearing and without, uh, without you know, upsetting some of our viewers who don't like bad language, he, um, he did say that he's an effing clown. Um, he wants nothing to effing do with him and he shouldn't be using his effing name. Uh, so, uh, ultimately, Tim, I think you're slightly misguided uh, if you feel that Charles Salvador is any friend of yours. And when I heard that, you, when when he heard that you were defending Decker, um, he was even less impressed because he's not pals with Decker and and doesn't particularly like Decker either. Um, and especially when I told him what was going on in this crazy world of ours at this moment in time. Um, yeah, look, I'm sure in the future when Charles comes back to doing interviews, uh, once he's uh, once he's essentially mm -hmm. got his parole hearing out of the way, which has now been delayed to September next year, um, I'm sure we will, you know, hear a little bit more from him on these two people. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to Did put you that out about there. Did you see what Steve put on about me online? No. Did you see what Steve Clark put up? Did you not see it? No. Now, Steve Clark is, for those of you who don't know who Steve Clark is, he is the equaliser. This is the guy who sent me a, a message on Facebook uh, calling me a nonce and a paedophile. Uh, and then when I went on to the Honest Truth podcast, essentially said that he didn't send it. Um, he'd also sent one to John from Criminal Underworld and didn't realise that the account was still there. And he was messaging on us about six weeks later, trying to be my best mate. So, a bit weak. What did John McQueen was like, your mic's on mute, that kid? <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, I had never actually even spoke to him. Or anything, mm. and I do. If I I watch Karma, True Media, Honest Truth, and all the rest, right? And again, big. Oh, well, I need Pete. I have to give a shout out to Pete. Pete wants a shout out. <laughs> I love you, Pete. <laughs> um, but um, I, Honest Truth and Karma, and I watch all the videos. But I um, I had done the live with Bobby and Chris Hartley and True Media. Tony was on, and this other guy was on, and. Kind of underworld, they were on as well. And like Bobby says, you know, what do you think if you get any backlash? And I was like, I come from Scotland. I was like, the weather changes on a daily basis, your skin's that thick. <laughs> I went, and I'm a big believer. There's a pit full of, there's a big pit. And see if you step, you put yourself into that pit with there's stories and rumors. If you're involving yourself, then you're going to have to prepare yourself to get pulled and pushed. If you're going to put something into it, you're going to get something back. Maybe negative, maybe positive. And I'm prepared for every time I defend somebody that somebody's not going to agree with me. You know? But then I woke up next morning and there was messages saying, have you seen what Equalizer's put about you on his page? And I was like, ah, oh, no. So I went on and he's Googled my name and he's came across a story from 2005 a different woman with the same name who had was under the influence of drugs and drink and killed a 47-year-old woman called Annette. So straight away, I got my file box out, I got my passport, I got my um, college certificate, and I got the address that the college certificate was sent to. And in 2005, I was in Renfrewshire studying, studying at Reed Care Paisley College, you know, and I was like, media. I want to show people how quick it is to show proof. 
I want to show people how quick it is to clear your name and to squash that. And then I done a right to the ply. And what I said to him, I think you should take that down because you're bringing up misery for a family from 17 years ago and you know nothing about them. And then I was watching him in a live and he was saying, oh, no, I, that was the targeted MD. That was just um, put up to make awareness for people that kill people under the influence. And I was like, right, OK, how uncanny that I defend like Danny and such and just happened to be the same name as me that you've put this, this up. And then he says he wasn't taking it down. But then Jimmy Cranston was commenting on the live saying, no, you clearly did state it was Paul, because he called, it was that Steve Clark, they called me Paula Beanie. He says, you clearly did state Paula Beanie who'd done the live with the honest truth. And Jimmy sent me the screenshot. So again, I've got it. Um, and then he went, his, his response was, oh, did I? Um, well, um, okay, Paul, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sitting like my phone going, do you know what you can do with your sorry? No chance, pal. You just walked into this and you think you've got... Apparently, he's got a team ready to deploy if Decca needs them. <laughs> Dear me. I, I mean, look, it really has got me... Um, well, it's got tongues wagging. It's got people talking. It's got people tuning into these things. And and, and ultimately, um, it, it's, it's all about opinions. But when you get the facts laid out yeah. in front of you, that's what changes people's minds. And the news coming through tonight. And Duke of the Crooks, I will come to your question, mate, but I just want to continue on the That's same really subject scary. for the Did time being. Yeah, I will I will stick I will stick a few up. Um so, there's, there's a bit of as as usual, there's a bit of there's a bit of infighting going on, but um, I'm trying to keep on top of it. Um Dean Ward has come out tonight on Dougie Joyce's channel and said that until Decker shows him his paperwork, that fight is off. Well done. Well done. Because that apparently Doogie's going to be doing a, a, a live, live record in the, about seven o'clock, and I think he said it'll be on after that. But honestly, well done for them doing that. And that no. shows they're showing people respect by doing that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it's it, it's the same situation that I found myself in. Um, I didn't know um, the facts that you know, were going to be laid out to me. And it wasn't until... And, and look, Paula, you have been in the same situation. And, you know, when you're on the internet, you know, people can inbox you, depending on your privacy settings on Instagram, on Facebook, yeah. on Twitter, depending on your privacy settings, anybody can inbox you. And when somebody who you don't know starts sending you reams and reams and reams and reams of stuff and screenshots, etc., I'm afraid, Paula... I tend not to, you know, look into everything that gets sent to me. I don't. Well, Sometimes I'll, would. I'll, I would do the same. I would do, casually, I would do the same. Casually, I'll look through stuff. And I will I will say that I, I got messages from uh, one person in particular. Uh, and I've got to be honest, because other people had said that this person is a, a bit of a nightmare and don't get involved with this person. I didn't. But it was once John from Criminal Underworld came to me and, you know, he went and got his Claire's Law. And he mm -hmm. rang me, and I, I'm not being funny. Me and John are very similar in a lot of ways. We're both business people. We're both uh, like to keep busy. We both do other things. And yeah. you know, getting in, getting interested in true crime is a, is a hobby for us. We talk about it. We like to get, you know, we like to read okay. books about it. We we like to talk about it and create content about it. And interviewing these people is even, you know, is is a privilege in a lot of ways because you get to ask the questions that you want to ask. And 
from my perspective, when John showed me that evidence, that changed things for me completely. But there's a lot of other people who ultimately, you know, haven't had that opportunity to see it, but it sounds very much like Dean and Dougie are starting to realise that potentially um, there might be two sides of this story and, and they need to find that out now. And that's a good thing. That really is a good thing because... That's the one thing I had noticed and I'd highlighted on, I paid attention to was, were you there? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You still there? Um, what happened was um, he kept saying, you know, like, Gary Furby, stop calling out Dougie Joyce. Um, then he just kept constantly messaging, uh, mentioning their names all the time. And it was like, why? Why? Standing on two feet. You know, and you can use it a way, I think, to try and intimidate people. My screens went blank, I can't actually see. <laughs> Hang on a wee second. I think I might get back now. Can you still see me? Oh. I can still see you. But um, there's, feedback now, there's feedback now on the, on the talk, so I'm not sure what's happened. The talk's happened. Right? Are you, are no you watching it in the background? Or? I can't even... I'm trying to actually get back onto the... Well, I come back out and go back on it, Steve. Do that, my, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. Right, give me two seconds. I'll go back at my email and I'll rejoin. Okay, two seconds. Okay. Okay, so while Paul is away, I will, uh, I'll have a chat with uh, those people in the chat who want to ask questions. And, okay, the question that somebody asked there was about Viv Graham and Paddy Conroy. Would... Uh, Paddy Conroy have chinned Viv, or would he? Um, would he? Would he have been frightened of him? And people saying that he's suggesting I, again. I haven't watched any of his videos in recent weeks. It's Christmas. It's uh, the build-up to Christmas, and then Christmas. I haven't got time to sit and watch them. People do point us in the direction of certain things, um, and if I've got time to, to click on a certain couple of minutes, then I will do. But I haven't seen anything. Back in the day, Viv Graham was the hardest man in Newcastle. And he was um, somebody who could have dealt with most people. He was a trained fighter. Ultimately, I don't personally feel that Paddy Conroy would have troubled Viv Graham at all. Um, was he concerned about anybody in Newcastle? Um, the only person who can answer that question was Viv Graham. Um, you might be able to find out from some of his close mates, you know, the likes of Billy Robinson or Hassan or... Um, you know, the other lads who worked on the door with him. But, you know, it, it's not for me to answer that question. Um, do I think that Paddy Conroy could have had a fight with Viv? Um, me personally, my opinion, no. Um, I don't think many people could have dealt with him at all. Um, hence the reason, I guess, um, that, you know, there's been no, uh, you know, talk of straighteners and fights, etc. The only people who, who ever really... You know, we're, we're looking at having a Rick where him and Lee Duffy, of course, a fight that never happened. Um, you know, we've all got our opinions as to why it didn't happen. And, and we, we've picked up on stories from from different people in that time. I've covered it. Jamie Boyle's covered it. Brian Cockrell's covered it. Um, we know there was another big fight man in, in the Northeast back in the day, Ernie Buick, uh, who, you know, many people rate as, as one of the toughest guys in the Northeast. So, you know, you had Billy Robinson, Ernie Buick and, and Viv Graham. But I don't think that Paddy would have troubled them at all. And, and this isn't me, you know, suddenly saying this because, you know, people know that me and Paddy, ah, you know, don't get on. He's constantly having a, a pop at me and constantly having a, uh, you know, making videos about me, you know, making absolutely ridiculous accusations. 
But there's nothing I can do about it. I've just got to sit here and take it. He clearly either wants me to go to the police or he wants me to take out some kind of legal action or he wants me to sit all day reporting his videos. And you know what? I'm not going to bother doing any of that because his publicity is great. A, for the books that I've written, tried and tested at the highest level by Stephen Sears, uh, written by me and Stu Wheatman, and Operation Sears, which was written by me. Those two books, which have been out more than a year, tried and tested, it's been out five years now, and Operation Sears has only been out a year. But we've had some great sales over the last six months due to him. So all I can really say is thank you for continuing to keep the book sales coming in. And can you keep on doing it so we can get finance for the film? Um, that's it, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But the start of this year, and I, I did say I'll not be making any more videos about him. I maintain that. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, I get a lot of feedback from people, a couple of people who were in the chat tonight saying, Steve, he said this now and he said that and he said this and he's done that and he's going to do this and such and such in the chat saying this, etc. Um, you know what? Ultimately, I don't care. And I've seen people saying that Wraiths or, you know, Humphreys, as he refers to us as, is looking scared. He's looking terrified. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely couldn't give a monkey's. And let him crack on. And I'm not in this for clickbait for this me saying one thing and him saying another. Let him crack on. And good luck to him. Um, I did chuckle uh, when I saw the, uh, the the photograph of him with, um, it looked as if he was the devil incarnate with his uh, night lights on or whatever it was. Um, I love this one. Akita Chicken. I think Stephen Paddy are lovers. Yes. Hilarious. Um, I, I quite clearly don't think that uh, I'm his type, and he's certainly not mine. Uh, he's the wrong sex to start with. Uh, Paddy said he was branded a rapist in Spain. 420, that is a true That is a true story, 420. I've got to be 100% honest, and he does talk about that. Uh, Stevie Boy, welcome back, Paula. How's your uh, internet? <laughs> but I'll be honest, Danny Kessie's internet's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Danny. Uh, good luck to you, mate. I hope everything's okay. Pal. This is a funny thing. Is that he's away. His mom just said he would join. Um, the wee story about that is it's like my kids know how me and Danny have been really good friends for a couple of years, and um, he's always been a right good supportive pal. He has. Um, and my son Lennon, who's nine, um, Lennon, say hello. Hello. Hi, Lennon. How are you? He wanted to come down and meet Danny um, because, you know, he was like on the train. He's going, Mum, I'm going to meet him in real life. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just Danny. Do you know what I mean? And so Danny's like, come down with me and we'll just have a good time. And But he's away to his mum's just now um, because I brought her down a bottle of wine. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, he's took it around here for... I can't like Christmas present. Um, but he did say he would jump back on if he comes back in. But no problem. God Listen, knows, it'd, be great, it'd be great to get him on. But we 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 did we, we wanted to get you on. Let's see if there's any questions yeah. for the last 15 minutes. Um, and, and plenty coming in from me, Paula, while you've been away. Uh, will I donate to the GoFundMe to get Paddy from his shed into a new garden <laughs> room? No, 
Um, and I think he sh- I think what he should do is he should set up a GoFundMe for this lie detector that he wants me to take because I will take <laughs> it. if he wants me to take a lie detector I will take it uh, as long as he's there as long as it's getting filmed and as long as he's paying for it happy days. Um, mm. Truth seeker, Viv did the hardest brother Mickey Conroy. Mickey Conroy was well respected in the Northeast, and anybody who actually lives in the Northeast and doesn't live behind a computer screen will tell you the history of the Sears and the Conroys. They get on. They don't have a gang warfare. There's never been a gang warfare. Bernard O'Mahony made the whole thing up and stuck it in a book uh-huh. because Paddy didn't have enough stories. And ultimately, the Sears and the Conroys always got on. Paddy is the only person who's had a, had an issue with the Sears. It's as simple as that. And anybody taking Paddy's side in this, I really do not understand. Because ultimately, um, you're backing, it's like backing a donkey in the Grand National, I'm afraid. And if you want to carry on doing that, crack on. But 2022... I'll be saying nothing. He'll be making constant videos about me and he'll be helping sell books and making money for me towards making this film. And that's going to get shot next year. Danny Christie's going to be in a, you know, prison and no prison. Yes, he, he's going he's to be in it and he, he knows that. And that's that's great, you know. So ultimately for me, um, you know, it, it's all good publicity. There's no such thing. Uh, as bad publicity. Hassan, was he hard? Yes, he has. He was, yeah. I mean, Hassan was a lovely guy. Anybody who knew Hassan on the doors, he's still kicking about to this day. I would love to get him on the podcast, but I've got to be perfectly honest, I don't think he would ever come on. And that is a that is a pity. Well, see, that's, I think you've, you've got a good past and a good history with loads of people. So I think you know better than some. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, the, like the Sayers. Um yeah. Michael Sears, I've got a lot of respect for him. A lot of respect yeah. for him. I speak to him now and again. Um, I bought his Mr. Bloom products. Um, I had a really bad skin infection. And it was actually Pete who sent me a bottle of the oil. Yeah. My skin cleared up. So then I got all the other stuff off him. And then I became friends with E. And honestly, what nice people. What nice people. People, really, really nice people. They're so laid back and people think they're just something different, but they know they're just normal human beings. Yeah, big shout out really... to um, young Michael as well, because I think it's his birthday. Um, it was either today or yesterday, but big shout out to uh, to him. Um, yeah, Fionn is just basically a lot of people saying big respect to Dean. So when interesting that Dean has just said he spoke yes. to Decker Heggie and when he got out of the police station was told he had paperwork, but he still hasn't seen it. So I think it's the length of time it has taken. Um, I've also seen... Um, you know, Darren G, um, you know, come out with, you know, various statements on his channel, um, you know, basically saying he needs to show his paperwork. And and I, I would have to agree with, with Karma Corner on this, that ultimately the, the lack of paperwork is not going to, uh, is not going to work well with some of these bigger faces and bigger names who he's seemed to have had backing them up over the last few weeks. Yes, exactly. And it's like, again, with that fight, and you'll have noticed yourself, it was like, one fair play man. Mm-hmm. One. And that's what Danny done. Mm-hmm. Decker turned up with four. Four. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what... This, again, this is my personal opinion, and I'm very outspoken that way. And I don't care what MD says. But if you listen clearly, and I'm sure thousands have heard that, when Decker's leaning over the ring, you hear somebody saying... Do you want it done? Mm-hmm. See, to me, that only means one thing. I could be wrong, but 
And that's what I say to Danny. I says, the respect you've gained for going through this. You know, and it's like, the guy doesn't sit and glow or think he's better than MD. He's just a regular, normal guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's look. Just, it's, it's, it's so nice. I'm always fair, and Dickon, look, we'll move off Dickon. People ask yeah, about yeah. And, and, yeah, and there's, there's one or two people in the chat asking this question, and I've addressed this on this platform before. Danny's not on yet uh, to answer this for himself, but I think Paula, um, I think you could quite happily answer this, right? Now, Dirty Del Boy is constantly posting this. Um, I've always said the difference between Danny and Decker is very simple. Danny um, admitted that he had that rather unfortunate incident with his mother which he deeply regrets mm -hmm. and that's oh, it yeah. that, mm -hmm. like this 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 guy has owned his truths he's admitted his fault and he's moved on and you know we don't judge anybody if they turn around and say look i hold my hands up i was bang out of order there and i was wrong and we don't know the circumstances we don't know the situation anybody can say you should never hit your mom yes I'm, I'm pleased to say I personally haven't hit my mother. Um, but I don't know the situation. I can't suddenly dive into that. Now, the difference between me and Decker is that on Decker's, um, you know, on Decker's list of, um, you know, that we've heard quite happily read out, you know, by the police officer during COVID, um, we know what is on, you know, that list of former crimes. And we've heard it from his own mouth, speaking to his mom on a recorded phone call, um, that people will that think was that he's a serious... Yeah, so look, we know that you cannot compare Danny Christie to Dana Heggie. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. I, when I first came down to visit, I'll tell you something as well, it's like I've known Danny for almost three years now. I've never, we've always been friends. I've never once had a dirty message or a sleazy message. Nothing like that at all. And when I came down to visit him, the utmost respect and we sat for 12 hours solid steve right just mm -hmm. talking in his kitchen solid and he and i won't speak about that story that's between him and his mum of course obviously some get, they get highlighted on the live with lee robson um but he told me that story before he put on the live so i knew that when he was on that live you know and it's like you can see the remorse and see, see at the end of the day, see as long as he's got peace of mind with his mum and they've moved past that. Doesn't matter what he thinks. And they have got such a good bond. His mum's amazing. She is. She's a lovely woman and they have got a very strong bond and that's what's important. And I always say about myself as well, if I'm doing something wrong, then my kids will tell me. You know, it's like, doesn't matter what the outside world thinks. It's the people that know you. That's what matters. So I keep getting... I keep seeing this all the time. It's Paula, good friends with Gary Furby. And I keep seeing this as well, Steve. And it's like, yeah, I know Gary. I know mm -hmm. Gary. I know Pete. I know Jimmy. I know, I know loads, especially for the Spartan. I'm good friends with Christian Roberts. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're all nice people. Um, and when they're saying, why should only come forward? I came forward because... Decker was getting to that point where he was going beyond the line. He was goading, he was intimidating, and that's what I've I've always said. Danny stood up for so many women. 
he's had to go into the ring. No anybody else. He went into the ring. Now he's facing another jail sentence for sticking up for vulnerable women. If that doesn't give you respect, what does? Well, I've, I've said I, I will I will quite happily put a, a character witness a character statement in for for Danny Christie, uh, and I think anybody who's got a clean criminal record who knows Danny uh, is quite you know is quite willing to do that. I'm sure Danny has got close friends in and around the neighbourhood who um, he's worked for, etc. And I would say if uh -huh. anybody's watching this, if there's anybody's watching this, make that offer to Danny because I personally feel as Karma Corner does that Danny has got a very 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 strong case. Um, not to go back to prison because he has made countless videos saying he wanted nothing to do with this. He didn't want anything to he do did. with it. And he was provoked, provoked, provoked until he had the fight. And, I, I, you know, as a fighting man, Danny has taken a fight and it wasn't just a fight down a back alley or in a bar with a bottle and a, or a, you know, a pool cue. It was, it was an organized, arranged fight in a controlled space with fair play men, and it was screened on online so people could see it. He didn't hide away from it. So me personally, I feel if there's anybody who's got a business who, who has worked or employed Danny Christie, they should essentially write a letter of good character, a, a character statement yeah. to say that since he came out of prison, he has done nothing but abide the law, do uh, do everything that he should have done, uh, you know, you know, provided for his family, and essentially kept his nose clean. And I personally feel that will do him a big favour. Look, I know... You know it has, Steve. It has. And again, it's like, um, obviously, I had let my, my son use my friend and stuff like that. And that, yeah, he's, he's young and people might think, oh, he shouldn't know. But I had to let him know. And he broke his heart. And then Danny phoned me last week. And, um, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, last time I'm getting touched. I'm like, your phone must be going crazy, you know? Um... And he tried to speak to my boy, but my boy was too upset. And he's like, ah, has he got his own number? And I went, uh-huh. He says, right, send me his number last. He says, and I'll contact him. Steve, that guy has texted him every day. Mm -hmm. Sent him voice messages. He sent a video yeah. call last weekend with Jimmy McCrory and things like that as well, all shouting his name out. And it was like, is that a bad guy? No. No, it's no. You know, he's... And he is, like see somebody says a legend, he is, and it's like, I'm so proud to be his pal. I really, really am. He yeah. is a good guy. I and then obviously he's seen the stuff about his mum, um, and then the stuff about his ex-girlfriend. That was a public, I didn't want to talk too much about that, because that's Danny's business, but that was a public post on her page that anybody could see. That That's a post... And until something's done about that, you don't know if that's truth, that's fact or fiction. You know? Um, and the last year actually got in touch with me as well. Um, a bit nasty and stuff like that, you know? But I was just like, I'm not interested. I'm staying away from it, you know? And then Decker tried to bring all this into it as well to to make Danny to be a bad man. And it's like, grow up. Mm -hmm. Grow yep. up. Admit your mistakes. Fion, Admit your uh... mistakes. Yeah, Fionn says, will he start calling Dougie and Dave trials and haters? No, he's having a break from social media, apparently. Uh, then he keeps cropping up. Paul Bowman says, Danny was in a very dark place at the time. It doesn't make it right, but at least he admitted he was wrong. That alone yes. gives him credit. He's heartbroken about what he did, and he has to live with it. Uh, David says, use your Masonic influences, Steve, to get Danny off. I'm afraid it doesn't work like that. Only in the, only in the land of... Uh, 
Only, only in the land of uh, only in the land of sheds does uh, Masonic influences have any influence <laughs> on things like that. I'm afraid. So um, if you if you if you're working on Tempman's Wi-Fi and you're broadcasting from a shed, you're clearly not up to date on Masonic uh, Masonic stuff. But uh, that is it. Um, he was putting out videos about. <laughs> before the fight which he was not supposed to do yeah but look J1 look honestly I'm not here to defend Danny Danny's quite capable of coming out and defending himself right but at the end of the day can you not see that somebody who is gone to court had you arrested had you imprisoned has got an injunction out on you but then decides to go on a platform where he's you know got between 15 and 16 thousand subscribers at the time and starts calling you out and goading you I'm not being funny but everyone's got the breaking point and everyone is going yeah. to respond at some point because, you know, he's a man at the end of the day. He's got his pride and, you know, what exactly. he is, he's a fighting man. And, and, and ultimately, he has been provoked. And again, not wanting to use one of Derek's lines, but you poke the bear, as he likes to say. That's what he did. Now, that in itself is provocation. A pro he's and, and it really, it should make his complaint... Null and void because he's the one who's he's the yes. one who, you know dug and dug and dug until he got what he wanted. And and why did he want to fight Danny when he knew he was going to get beat? And he got beaten up, he lost the fight, he didn't get a draw. Forget this draw rubbish. I've watched boxing for 20, I've watched this boxing for 20 years, unlicensed and pro. He, he lost the fight hands exactly. down. I'm not being funny, like, but uh, it's 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 ridiculous. No, but that's what I think as well. See, if you pay attention, see when he's like putting his hands over the ring. When Danny got out the ring, you can see it in his face, right? And it's like, shit, this has just went down. This has yeah. actually happened. I think the rally kicked him in the face because he's that mucked up in his own head, I feel, that he just opens his mouth, causes trouble, and then goes, oh, overdone. Yeah. But he still continues to do it. You know, and see all this, he's um, an ambassador for mental health. I've got my HNC in counselling psychology, right? That doesn't make me an ambassador for health. But mm -hmm. I've got more than he's got. And the one thing they teach you um, in one of the classes, which is counselling, is you have got to overcome your own issues before you can advise or help somebody else. So the videos he's putting on is no somebody for mental health. You know what? And I'd like to see a certificate for ambassador. Do you know? It's like, no. No, you need to go through five, a year and a half of college and five years of uni to become a, a counsellor or a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And he's done it, you know, and he's not an ambassador. Um, and again, see, that's why I spoke out. It was like, yeah, maybe it's a Glaswegian thing. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, we're very outspoken. And I just want women to know that, you know, if you've got a story, no matter how little people think it is, if that's yeah. affected you and you need to speak to somebody, then speak out. No story's too small to tell, especially if you've been a victim, which I've never yeah. been. I never will be. You yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. Dave Armstrong, uh, he says, what's your views on the bodies at Don's farm? The Duke of Crooks asks the same question. What bodies? For God's sake. <laughs> you know, this is what happens. If you've got 10 bob Wi-Fi, you're sitting smoking God knows whatever, uh, killing rats on a fork and and, and basically then what? dreaming up scenarios. I'm not being funny. Um, why hasn't anybody been on the RSPCA about how he skewered the rat and had it had it hanging on a fork? Like joking aside, right? Again, yeah. 
this whole situation, I mean, as an observer, Paul, I don't want to drag you into something that you you might not want to. So no. feel free to say no comment if you want, right? But you can yes. tell you can tell from my perspective, I am treating this whole Paddy Conroy thing as an absolute joke. It's a laugh. Oh. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, other people who he keeps mentioning sometimes feel like they have to react. Me personally, I can live with it. I, I get called God knows what on YouTube, Twitter. You react how you want to react. It's your exactly. life. Exactly, ex exactly. But ultimately, um, I just, I just don't understand it. So, look, I'll take it away from Paddy because I don't want you to get drawn into something which is clearly something. I don't get swayed by anything MD ever says to me. What about what about YouTube and what about YouTube in general? So let, let's think, James. Let, we've had James English against Sean Atwood. We've had Darren G yeah. against Sean Atwood. We've had Darren G against Marvin Herbert. We've had Marvin Herbert against Living in London. We've had Decker Heggie against the World. Um, we've, had, we've now got <laughs> we've now got a, we've now got a few we've now got a few little ones. We've had Crime Scene Northeast come in, go out, come in, go out. We've had uh, Ronan in Ireland who hasn't got a clue what's going on with anything in the in in in, in, in the in the UK, but who's who's trying to learn. And I'm going to have Ronan on next week. I'm going to get Ronan on yeah. my show next week. I'm going to ask him, because I don't know who he is. I want to find out who the guy is. Um, we've had Video yeah. Craig, who made a brief appearance and then has, has had to go and is, is probably going to come back. So people are going to have to get used to him coming back out and, and putting his view across. We've had the whole Decker and Danny thing. Um, YouTube, and somebody's mentioned it earlier, the BBC is probably going to have to buy YouTube uh, to make the... the to make the license worthwhile because it has been an absolutely mental year, hasn't it? Twenty twenty one. It has. It's been absolutely, and even like um, the messages for across the border. But was it? Did try to convince himself? Put oh fuck God! Seriously, what do you do? go and make yourself a cup of hot chocolate. Put their slippers on and go right. Nobody's come to visit me tonight, so I'm just going to give this person crap. Oh, seriously, really that. See, the whole thing with podcasts is it's for serious topics. And okay, we can have a wee bit of laugh, a bit of banter, but see things like that, honest to God. Do you know what? It's like, I want these, this same, this, I keep getting asked the same thing. Do you know Gary Furby? Do you know Gary Furby? Yeah. What does it matter for Gary Furby? You know, and then people are saying, I, have you met Danny or is it just through YouTube? And I'm like, I know him personally. That's why I'm defending him like I would be any friend I have. You know, even like Pete, I defend Pete. I de you're nice to me, I'd defend you, but uh, well, if somebody's come up to me and says, oh, this and that, I'd be like, well, do you know what? The guy treated me with respect. He was nice to me, so you keep your opinions to yourself. And unless they do something wrong to me, I'm not interested. Sticks and stones. Yeah, Sticks it is. It is what a tribe casual observer. Um, look, I, I do try to read as many of the negatives as out as the positives. Alan says, you have bit to Paddy, Steve, so don't try and convince us that Paddy doesn't bother you. I tried a different tactic, Alan. That's what it's called. I thought, yeah, let's have a, let's wind him up a little bit. And it, and I got the response. And he is he is right. Using deflectionary tactics is, is what he normally does. I've given it a go as well. But I'm telling you now, 2022, I am moving on from that story. He can do what he wants. Crack on with his, his his team. I've seen MMA philosophy, who's embarrassing, by the way. Uh, well, constantly, trying to, constantly, well, he's from Middlesbrough. Um, one minute he's commenting on my yeah, thing, saying, hi, Steve. Hi, Steve, how are you? And then and then ultimately, um, he's, he's saying, I, I really want to be Paddy's mate. You know how that worked out for Crime Scene Northeast? It, it, it didn't last long before he had a pop at him. So 100% um, there's more bodies at the farm, says David. A lot of people know about these bodies at the farm. Well, why well, don't we need to get a shovel and dig them up then? 
Well, exactly. <laughs> Why doesn't somebody go and dig them up and then we can get to the bottom of it? Uh, get the bottom of these this pit. That get, some going bed, about. get some baby and then go to digging spree. <laughs> Honest to God, get get a metal detector while you're on. You know, you you might be able to uh, you know find find a detector. Find a find a bit treasure. Are you a racist against sheds? Says Danny. Yes, I am. hundred oh, percent. No, of course I'm not. I, I even broadcast. I broadcast from a shed when I did the the man in the shed funny videos to try and have a have a laugh. Uh, that would make him a sheddist, says Stevie Boy. Yeah, not a racist. True. Uh, Fifty bodies were found on the Picton pig farm. Where was that, Mabel? I've never. Where's heard the evidence? Of it. Come on, judge your acro. Judge your acro. Lee G says Paddy and Bull are the ant and deck of the YouTube. I've got to be perfectly honest, right? I walk around. Um, I walk around Newcastle city centre, um, out and about. Um, the only people who stop me uh, about Paddy are people who are down and out and people who are struggling on the streets. And I've got to be honest, I stand and speak to them all um, and have a chat with them. And they're watching really just to have a laugh at, at him and the way that he goes on. If that's, you know, and I'm not saying that's the core of his video audience, but these people, um, you know, ultimately are, you know, just obsessed with sitting watching the, watching his videos for whatever reason. And, I've met uh -huh. solicitors. I've met solicitors who I know, professional people who've said, oh, yeah, we'll put it on our lunch hour just to have a laugh, you know. And, you know, ultimately, that's what it's all about. YouTube is entertainment. Yeah. It's business. And ultimately, it is really starting to, to kick on. Um, I, I, you know. I, See, that's I'm, MMA. Yeah. That MMA philosophy, he's not getting involved. He's no, he's just doing what everybody else by channel's doing. Yeah. That's just. Again, that's you instantly know the negativity. It just it hits you. She'll what? She'll dialomophobe. Yeah, yeah, shed, shed, shedlomophobe. <laughs> They're still going on about the shed. Uh, people saying, pick your side, choose your side. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I, when you have an exchange of messages with somebody and they decided to, to share it with uh, the enemy, as I would probably be referred to, that's what happens, isn't it? That's what happens. People yes. think that that's some kind of huge exposure. It's not. I just said, choose your side. Because it is a side, isn't it? It's either Paddy's it's side or my me. side. Um, or what's he called? Shitey Bulger, as he calls him. Uh, um, or whatever. It's 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 like, take your side. Have, have a side. And people saying, why is this turning into a Paddy conversation? Because I said at the end, we'll have questions. And that's the kind of questions well, we get it's, it's a similarity with Deca and Danny. There's... You know, there's hate and conflict on both sides. And the thing is, I'm very like that. You either like Danny, if you, like you're on one side, Danny or Decker. If you're on Decker's side, don't even back rest to me. And I'm yeah, very like exactly. that. So I fully understand where you're coming from. And that's your complete right to do that. It's your life. Yeah. It's up to you who you talk to. Paddy is entertaining that Woods imaginary legal team. Um, look, he is entertaining. And if he concentrated more on putting on great entertainment huh. from his shed and started talking about X, Y, and Z, if um, if you know if if that GoFund money finally pays for a podcast thing for him, good luck to him. Get a, get on there, and I mean he's up to seven thousand subscribers, and I'm sure he'll get up to ten before we know it. Um, I have heard a rumor that Stephen Sears is going to have his own YouTube channel, which will make things really interesting in January. I'm sure. Uh, because I won't be well, posting any more content. I'm actually going to be as well. <laughs> well, there you go. You're having one as well. So, you know, ultimately, why not? Why not? I think it's a great, it's a, it's a good idea. Well, you a lot keep... of female ones, I find. And, you know, it's like, 
I'd like to do that, you know, and it's like, I'm going to come on and say, oh, I can do this and I can fit. It's like, it's a platform for people to talk like everybody else's in a nice way. And I just, I've been wanting to do it for a while and I've got the support of True Media and such, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to look out Tim, Steve and Decker. We shout out Steve's. Yeah, God. I mean, look, fair play to you. I mean, and there's not enough... There's not enough female podcasters out there. You know, I, I mean, Sean Atwood's got Jen. I mean, I have a young uh, girl who comes on and does uh, the football podcast with me, Holly, uh, who will be on tomorrow night with me. Uh, she's out there, but there's nobody doing this kind of thing. And I think you'd be great. You're confident in front of the camera. I'm sure you Thank will you. do well. Anything else? Anything? Have you, I mean, have you got the? Have you got it set up yet or, or whatever? But do you want to give it a plug before well, we finish? No, or are you gonna... I've just got my own, like, obviously, YouTube channel that everybody has to go on and comment and such. Um, but I'd spoke to Jamedia and things. I said a bit of advice and such. Um, Pete had said to me, Isla, she'd be good. Asked Danny mm-hmm. as well. I was like, aye, go for it. Um, and I have, I've got a strong voice. And it's like, you know, somebody commented when you'd put up the, the kind of premiere for this. Somebody had put, oh, is that that lassie that's cheeky? And I went, no, I'll defend myself <laughs> and I'll speak out. And, you know, if you're going to try and stir the pot, think wisely what you're going to say to me. I'm very fortunate that I'm good in my words, you know, and it's like I can do it in a respectful manner. But like I said to Steve Clark on the right to reply, which he tried to get taken down, by the way, um, I said to him, don't poke at the nest because I will bite. Because I've got mm-hmm. teeth in you. <laughs> and again, it's just, you know, just I think the more people that do positive podcasts like yourself as well, do you know what I mean? It's It's been quite an honour to be on the night, really, as it has. No, it's been, it's been great to have you on. I don't have a Tiger Tiger onesie. Uh, Paddy's got one, though, from the visit that he had there uh, many moons ago. Um, good evening, oh, Steve. I've been, I've been growing my hair like yours. Uh, John, nothing wrong with a bald napper son. Um, oh, it's, it's, good, it's, it's good. Casual, casual observer. Room has it. Steve only has a couple of inches off being a female podcaster. Yes, in the cold. Casual observer. But luckily, that's between me and my uh, my own activities. I don't put it on videos and I don't share it uh, with anybody. So um, you'll never know. Casual observer. It'll just be a thought in your mind. And of course, Paddy's. Uh, okay, that's it. We're going to call it a day. Um, yes. I've, thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I do want to uh, make an announcement, though. Um, I, I am going to have a, a special show tomorrow night, which I've been wor- working very hard on, and it is the Steve Wraith Podcast Awards 2021, the best and yes. worst of YouTube podcasts. Uh, so I will be <laughs> handing out the awards tomorrow night, um, and you're more than welcome to make a few suggestions. Uh, I'll be setting that up tonight as we come off. And, uh, oh, but you it... can vote for people. Yeah, you can vote. Oh, yeah, you can vote. I'm going to get it down to the last. I'm going to get it down to the last ten, and people can tell us what the best ones is. But that'll be tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. Paula, best of luck for the oh, new year. Any, any, any message for your fans and your haters? Haters, you can sit in a hard stick because I, honestly, do you know what it's like? I see every negative comment, and I just go, I don't care. Because whatever you come come at me with, I'm going to come back, you know. And see the fact they block me and then they just disappear. I'm like, how are you go? But um, anybody that ever feels they would like to reach out, you know, just to talk. I can't cure, or, or you know, but, you know, that's what I want to do. This is what I want to do a platform, a podcast for, for females that go through this, you know, and talk. But just honestly, it's... 
we'll see what happens after New Year, you know, and but um so yeah, so I might come to you for advice, just like I've done with True Media. So any advice and tips you can give me, then please do. Please do. Yeah. No, no problem. And, you know, more than happy to come on once you get it set up as well to help you out. Uh, Tony Hughes says, I'll be giving the awards to myself. Uh, yeah, then I'll do a press release and put them in the uh, put them in the local paper as well. Paddy's Wi-Fi is coming on, says Humble Dryer. You better stop waiting me up. Um... <laughs> God, God. Anyway, this is this is Paddy's Wi-Fi. But thank you. Thank you so much. I'll let That was Paddy's Wi-Fi going down the toilet. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> good to have you on. Jamie says, very interesting oh. talk. Stephen Paul, a lot, there's a lot of uh, a lot of positive comments for you. Everybody says... Thank uh, you, Jamie. Yeah, lots, lots of positive comments. You have a, a great New Year, Paula. Good luck with the channel and thanks for coming on and sharing your story and being, being a great guest. Take care. Thank you. I'll give Danny a big hi for you, even if he's no watch. I don't know if he's, but I'll give him a big hi when he comes back. All right. Bye bye. You take care. Bye, Steve. Bye bye. Bye bye.